Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Turnbuckle Takeover, episode 13, lucky number 13. Hi, I'm your host, William Bailey, and man, oh man, we got one for you this week. Thanks to everybody who watched last week. My views actually went up on a couple different places. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, it's been a tough go of it uh, for the last month um, with the virus and everything. Uh, I don't want to start off the podcast on a somber note, um, but uh, our state of Virginia, where I'm from, has extended the lockdown even farther, <sighs> so no wrestling in Virginia anytime soon. Um, sucks for the indie guys. Uh, I know there's real, no real big, huge promotion that's really in the state of Virginia, but this is definitely affecting everybody in the wrestling business. And uh, I would actually say if you get a chance, um, go on WWE.com and maybe order something. Not that WWE needs the money, um, but like people like Impact and Ring of Honor and, um, I mean, NWA Power, even if you want to go that far. And also your local indie, you know, support those guys. You know, maybe you can order an autograph from them online. Uh, I've not been seeing a lot of that, and I'm kind of disappointed in the wrestling fan base. Nobody's really started anything for the wrestlers. These guys bust their butts 52 weeks out of the year for us. Um, I'm actually thinking about starting up something myself. Um, I, I'm not sure what I want to call it. Uh, I'm going to work on it, but it's going to be some kind of, You can donate money, and I'm going to figure out a wrestler who maybe is in some bad health, who doesn't have health insurance. I've heard Bobby Eaton is in bad shape. I'm thinking about maybe doing a little something for beautiful Bobby Eaton. Um, I did see on Ricky Morton's uh, fan Facebook page that um, Bobby Eaton is not in the hospital, contrary to what rumors have been started. Uh, his health is declining, though. So I'm thinking I might maybe do a little Facebook donation thing or maybe try to figure something out, see what I can do, go fund me, figure out a way to send it to him. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um... This week I'm going to do things a little different. Usually I start off by reading off the results of the shows and stuff like that. This week I'm actually going to start off with the top five. And one of the reasons why I'm starting off with the top five this week is because I feel like people are running out of things to do at their house. Okay, so what do you do? You turn on the network if you're a wrestling fan because you're bored. And there's plenty of things on the network. In fact, yesterday I watched Piper and Hogan Water Settle Score. I had nothing else to do. I'm still not back to work yet. Things are still floating with that. I'm not sure exactly where that's going. However, today's top five is not going to be about a manager or referee or wrestler or anything like that. These are simply newer WWE DVDs. And WWE has kind of quit producing DVDs. A little bit. They still do the pay-per-views and stuff like that. The documentaries are going by the wayside. It's all going on the network. These five are the most recent, like, really good wrestling DVDs. They're, these are like the last five that came out that were like, man, these are so good. I've heard reports that WWE is thinking about doing documentaries again, but it's going to be later on in this year. Probably now would be a good time to do it. They can make some money off of DVDs. So, let's get to the top five this week. Number five on the list... Shawn Michaels, unreleased. This is a great DVD. There, most of these matches are not on the network. Um, let me just give you maybe a little bit of a rundown. 
Uh, here's a tag team championship match between the Rockers and Demolition. Uh, the Rockers and Brain, Brain Busters from a house show. The Rockers versus the Heart Foundation. I mean, these are mainly house show matches. Uh, there's a qualifying match between Michaels and Bundy. Like, this is three disc. Goes all the way back to about 2009. Um, I mean, it looks like there's just a lot of good house show matches. Uh, Stone Cold and Michaels from 96. Uh, Michaels and RVD from 2002. I don't know if that is, but that should be a good one. I actually have not watched most of this DVD. I probably watched maybe a quarter of it. I'm going to get to it. Uh, very soon, maybe today actually. I got nothing else to do. Uh, so Shawn Michaels, unreleased. Great DVD. Number four on the list. Um, this this one surprised me when they had it come out. The unreleased Roddy Piper matches. This one actually surprised me in being really good. I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to sound weird, and I know Piper was not shy. Okay, so let me just say that. But Piper's matches that weren't put on TV, the ones that I've watched, have been so much better than the ones that are like the big-time Piper matches. Um, this one has really a lot of interviews on it. Um, I noticed it did start with that. Um, which Piper started mainly interviewing first. So, I mean, we've got a match with Sonuka from July 7th, 1984. Uh, that was actually pretty good. Uh, Piper vs. Orndorff from 85. Um, Piper's Pit with Andre. Uh, Piper vs. Rude. Piper vs. Rick Martell. Uh, Piper's Pit with the Heart Foundation. I don't even think I remember that. They had the action figure commercials from Hasbro on here. Uh, a bunch of WCW matches, him versus Hogan from a house show, and him versus Savage from a house show. Um, there is an exclusive interview with Ronda Rousey for anybody that gives a crap. I don't. Um, getting Rowdy, the unreleased matches of Roddy Piper. Next on the list, the Dawn of the Attitude Era. Now this DVD when it came out, I actually went to Walmart that day. And I was like, man, I hope that DVD's here. And I was lucky enough to get it. Uh, this DVD online right now is going for a ton of money. I don't know why. I don't know what's rare about it. Um, I was going to buy a WWE DVD online yesterday. The best of the 2000s just to have it in my collection. It's 60 bucks. Like, now, nah. Uh-uh, not happening. This DVD started off uh, basically with the evolution of the Attitude Era. Um, and it basically ended with the click stuff. Um, this is kind of like the beginning of the Attitude Era. The matches on this, however, are superb. Because they're not matches that they have put on other DVDs. They try to find some different stuff. Like we got the one night only between the Bulldog and Michaels. I think that's only been on like one DVD. Uh, a lot of in-your-house matches. A lot of raw matches. Uh, let me see. Bret Hart versus Austin from WrestleMania 13 they threw on here. Uh, I did not even know that was on there. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, Bret Hart versus, you know, Austin again in the street fight from uh, Raw. Uh, this I, and this is awesome too. I do like this. I like when they used to do this in DVDs. It looks so cool. The cover looks cool. Everything looks great. That was number three. Dawn of the Attitude Era. I suggest you go get that one. That one has a lot of good matches. Couple unreleased stuff on there. I think there's a match with Owen and uh, Warrior, I think, or something like that. Um, 
this DVD's number two. Macho Man Randy Savage, unreleased matches. This is such a good DVD. I, I can't, sometimes I have a hard time putting this down. I've actually watched all three discs, um, probably twice, maybe. Um, you know, you've got a match, I mean, I don't even want to go through all this, but there's the rematch between Steamboat and Savage after Mania. I believe it was, looks like to me, the Boston Garden. Uh, so, I mean, this tells its take. He's got matches against DiBiase, Akeem, Andre, Hogan. There's probably like two or three matches from Hogan on here. A bunch of his, I mean, this goes all the way back to 99. The last match on here is Savage and Medusa versus Ric Flair and Little Nate. That's how far this goes. It's three disc. It's got a lot of good interviews. It's got the Jake Roberts, uh, you know, and 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 Savage stuff on there. The Cobra Bite name. The whole story's on here, actually. Uh, it's just a lot of really good matches on this DVD. Uh, if you don't have it, go out and get it. It is a good 12. I think you can get it on Walmart right now for 12 bucks. It is so good. I'm so glad they put that DVD out before they stopped doing DVDs. Um, number one on my list, go get this DVD. This is so good. This is unreleased, and what it says is what it means. Um, all these matches were not on the network. I went back and looked. There is one match on this entire DVD that was on the network. Um, unreleased, never before seen matches, 1986. 1995. The cover, like the inside of it, does its justice. Look at those three right there. That is so awesome. Uh, the matches, I don't even like want to go through all of them because they're all good. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Hogan versus Flair from 91. That's the one match that I've seen that's on the network. That's under the old school, like, matches. These are a lot, a lot of house shows matches. Like, these are... Like Hogan and the Macho Man versus Honky Tonk and the Heart Foundation. How show match. Loved it. Awesome match. Uh, Bret Hart versus Yoko in a house show match that was amazing. Now, I do want to keep in mind this DVD, along with the Savage and Michaels, some of the matches have commentary, some of them don't. They're house show matches, which, what do I mean by a house show? I had to describe this a hundred times, so I'll do it again. It's a show that's not televised on TV. It's a live event. So, if you don't want me to say house show, fine. I'll say live event. This was a live event. It was not taped. Some of the matches were probably filmed for Coliseum Video and never used. And I don't understand why. Because there is some good stuff they could have put in place of some other bad matches on Coliseum Video. That's neither here nor there. That is this week's top five. Your DVD corner of the week. So, let's get into wrestling. Let's get into today's wrestling, if y'all are still listening to me. <laughs> y'all like the top five, so I should have kept you interested. We've got some tidbits to go over. Okay, I'm going to do a quick rundown, and then I'm going to go to the shows. These are the big, huge points that I think this week in wrestling really had. First off, Mike Tyson <laughs> is in AEW. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, Mike Tyson is a very known, you know, commodity. He's very, um, 
he's been in and out of movies from the hangover he's a boxing champion i mean you hear me all the time when i say you hit him like a mike tyson punch because mike tyson had a brutal punch and a brutal uppercut brutal left hand what like a southpaw oh. and i say it all the time i wish mike tyson was in the rocky movies mike tyson against rocky would have been one of the greatest rocky movies i think they ever could have done mike tyson from the 80s could you imagine after rocky got done with drago if he took on mike tyson or it was the other way around i don't think it yeah it would have it could have been the other way around because tyson was hot then so yeah i mean it would have been awesome i would have loved that i thought that would have been really good but i was always a mike tyson fan i'm not a big boxing fan i think boxing is rigged and that's fine if you all want to turn me off for saying that uh but it is it's been proven um you can go back and look at some of the fights we know who's going to win it's, it's pretty clear um you know, and Mike Tyson has been in some real crazy crap in his life. I mean, he did WrestleMania 14. Mike Tyson is a very huge wrestling fan, folks. <laughs> I mean, if you ain't figured it out yet. Mike Tyson's been in WWE, what, two, three appearances, four appearances? Mike Tyson does not do that many appearances. He will do, he will do interviews. But appearances and stuff, he's not too big on. He's a huge wrestling fan. I love that. That is so good that Mike Tyson is a wrestling fan. Because let me tell you, Mike Tyson is the reason why there's tickets at WrestleMania 14 sold. And he's one of the big reasons why the Attitude Era got kicked off. Because everybody that was boxing fans was like, alright, I'm going to check this wrestling stuff out this time. You know, maybe fans that have went away from the early 90s decided, hey, alright, well, I'll give it a shot now. Tyson's involved. And then they seen Stone Cold, who was, I mean, let's be honest, just like Mike Tyson. You know, against the grain on everything, like... He's against his bosses, against his trainers. Mike Tyson was against his trainers. Like, it's just, it's it's the same gimmick, just in a different sport. It really is. Um, so Mike Tyson in AEW as a special enforcer for Cody and Lance Archer. We'll get into that for AEW. But that's a major tidbit that I'm going to hit on. Um, and yeah, I mean, Becky Lynch. <laughs> so we'll get into that. Here we go with Raw. Let's just get right on to it. Raw was not that bad this week. I was actually pretty impressed. Was I impressed with Money in the Bank? No, I was not. Let me get to Money in the Bank real quick before I get into Raw. Don't want to jump around, but let me get into Money in the Bank. Two dudes fell off the side of that building the other night. Are we reverting back to 95 gimmicks? Are we doing this? I mean, the giant fell off. The damn side of the building at Cobol Hall in 95. And I know I said Andre last week. Sorry. I get, I always do that. When I say Andre the Giant or I say the Giant, sometimes I say Andre. I don't know. I'm just used to saying Andre the Giant. Neither here nor there. To have them come back on TV the following week after they just got thrown off the top of a building. Number one, they shouldn't have survived. Now if they had cut the camera... And maybe they, they were holding on to something and they made it like a movie scene. That would have made sense. But actually having them fall off the building and get thrown. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You threw Aleister Black off the building. Which never should have been done. He should have dominated most of the match. In fact, he should have been maybe one of the winners. But no, you give it to Otis.
if I could, you know, I, I do have the ability, I, and I'm learning about sounds. I could have put birds chirping up inside me. I like Otis. Don't get that wrong. Don't get it twisted. I love him. I think he's very good at acting. He's got a great character. But again, here we go. WWE figures out, okay, well, I've got this guy who is over. Let's get him more over. It sounds like a Bruce Pritchard thing. Oh, well, the crowd liked him. Vince, put him on the board. And Vince is like, I like it, pal. You know, it's <laughs> it's just that kind of stuff. Um, I really feel like this is going nowhere. I think Braun is just going to squash him. if Unless he waits to cash in on some other moment. And it becomes a big deal at WrestleMania. If they build it. They will come. <laughs> I don't mean to use Field of Dreams, but if you build it, they will come, folks. you got to build this. If you want this to work, you have to build this. I still think it's too early for that to even be going down. However, I get it. Build new stars. I know there's people happy about this who watches this show on a consistent basis. Me, myself, or not. AJ Styles just got done wrestling the Phenom. He gets put in the match. It is built for either AJ Styles or Aleister Black to win that match. No. We get Otis, who is not ready. He is in a feud with Ziggler. Let him build that feud with Ziggler because Ziggler is a workhorse. Ziggler will make him look like a million bucks. But no. We have Otis, who is dancing around going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how good I did that, but it's whatever. We'll see where it goes. I won't totally bash it yet. And I know this is on SmackDown, but I had to get my, my, my thoughts out on Money in the Bank. Because I was very... The rest of the show was not bad. I just could not... It, there was too much going on. They were cutting the camera everywhere. The Vince thing backstage, hilarious. Loved it. Kicked him out of the office. That was funny. That was the best part of the whole damn match. Vince McMahon was the best part of the main event of a pay-per-view match. Hmm. Wow. That's uh, that's where we're at <laughs> with the virus stuff. Uh, Vince McMahon's basically more important than anything's going on. There have been more talk about that than there has been of Otis winning the title. Or the uh, Money in the Bank, excuse me. Might as well be the title, because, I mean, I see where this is going, I think. So, let's go back to Raw. Becky Lynch is pregnant. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, wow. Shocked. Congratulations to her and Seth. Um, but they just gave Asuka the title. Now, people ask me, and I've actually got four or five text messages about this. Why didn't they just make the Money in the Bank match for the title? Well... Here's the problem. Money in the Bank was taped like two, three weeks before Money in the Bank was even supposed to happen. Can't do nothing then. Oscar won. It was quite easy for Becky just to come out and hand her the belt. I get it. Do I dig it? No. I think what they should have did, they could have made Raw really mean something. They could have had a ladder match. They could have had a fatal four-way. They could have had a gauntlet. They could have had anything for the Raw Women's title. I 
know that Vince doesn't like tournaments, but they got a tournament going on right now for the Intercontinental title. So, and we'll get in that on SmackDown. But, it just handing her the belt just looks so silly. But I get it, and I understand they had to pull the trigger. They had to give somebody the belt. And Oscar is the one who you give the belt to. So, I'm 50-50 on this, but I like it. Asuka is a very good wrestler. Now, if we can get her off the mic, I will be super-duper happy. Um, the biggest thing I did not like about Raw, the biggest thing that really drove me bonkers, the basketball game between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. Now, the story behind this is, last week, the Street Profits basically said we can beat you at anything. Viking Raiders come back and said we can beat you. It was like a teenage fight. Like, I can beat you, you can beat me, let's make a bet, boom, boom, boom. They didn't even really play, I mean, they played a basketball game and the Street Profits work them over, and then, out of nowhere, the Viking Raiders decide they know how to play basketball and start shooting and making layups and all kinds of, I'm like, what the, f what in the hell is going on? Like, is this wrestling? What is this? This was probably one of the dumbest things I've seen WWE do in a while. I had to make it, it, basketball. I understand the street profits in basketball. They're cool guys who probably play basketball. I get it. I understand. But this made no sense. It does nothing for me. I'm moving on because I'm going to break it down and I'm going to slosh it and I'm going to rant on it. And it's no point. It was stupid, and I know there's morons out there who enjoyed it, and that's fine if you did. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Natalya. It was just a woman's match, basically to get Shayna over. Let's be honest, Shayna's on her way to probably Asuka. There's, there's no, um, there's nothing else right now. The whole Becky thing has really put a, a damper. Can you imagine what Vince McMahon thought when Becky Lynch went to the back and said, Hey, uh, Vince, um, got a problem here. I'm pregnant. Vince was like, yeah? Are you kidding me, Becky? Like, I, I could just hear him right now. I think he was probably excited for her, but I probably still think in the back of the mind he was crossing his arms like, Jesus Christ. Like, I just lost my top woman's draw. Because, I, look, I love Charlotte, don't get me wrong, but Becky sells the women's tickets. They're, I mean, she is almost bigger star than half the guys. Okay, so uh, it's going to be tough for WWE. Major, major hit they're taking on this. Major hit. Because I know of a couple people who just watch Raw because of Becky Lynch. That's not a lie. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, I, I see Shayna being groomed for the, um, the title. She's ready. Uh, this worked out for her because there's not many other over women matches. I think her and Oscar will have some knockdown, drag out, good stuff. Like good, good. I, I put them in a best of five. I think it'll be pretty decent. I think it, give it time. First couple matches might be eh, but the third, the fourth, the fifth would be pretty good. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Lashley's becoming a monster, folks. Lashley is finally becoming a monster. He's finally like just destroying everybody I don't like his attire I don't like his finish 
Lashley is a power dude. I'm not saying he should have the Spears as finish, but if Goldberg's not wrestling, let him do jackhammer. Let him do anything. Anything high impact that looks like he just took the guy's head off or, or destroyed him. Because doing a submission, yeah, that's all good and all, but that's for small guys. I, I never understood why big guys did submission holds. Because uh, unless they're 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 not tall guys, but they're like a like maybe like a Dino Bravo, somebody like that who's a strong guy, but he's not a tall big guy. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know. Lashley should have a power move. I don't like his new attire. So they change his attire. They change his finisher. When they were the two things that they didn't have to touch really anyway. All they needed to do was change who Lashley was in the ring, not his appearance. So here we go again, changing shit for no reason. Don't, you know, there's no need to change something that's not broken. So I like Lashley with his regular Lashley stuff on. These tights make him look like a wrestler. Like, at least when he wore his other attire, he kind of looked like a fighter and maybe a badass. Now he just looks like a wrestler. And I, I, mean, I don't know, it kind of takes away from him. All right. So... Uh, the Iconics beat Cross and Bliss. I mean, we see where this is going. I, I'm sure it's a women's tag team feud. Nice to see the Iconics back. A little bit better in the ring. Uh, I wasn't so, um, oh God, it's the Iconics. I was more like, all right, this isn't, this is doable to watch. They get the win. Uh, we had Drew versus Andrade. Great match. Drew is on his a game, Andrade is on his game, I kind of wish they would have saved this, like, this could have been a really good pay-per-view match, I kind of think I felt like, I don't know, I like both guys, I'm invested in both of them, uh, they're really good in my opinion, I think Andrade's on another level, Selena Vega is a great manager for female, uh, she's very, uh, diabolical in a way, kind of like a woman, uh, she needs to do a little bit more cheating, uh, they, they, they lack on that, she does distractions, but she actually just like like sliding in brass knuckles or sliding in a chair. Like she's not very active. I know she's small, but that has got nothing to do with it. Uh, I want to see a little bit more out of her as a manager. I like her. I want to see some more out of her. Um, Seth and Buddy Murphy versus Ray and Aleister Black. This had a little bit of story to it. I like that. Carry me on to what Seth Rollins is going to go to next. Um, Seth is snapped. <laughs> I guess the baby things probably made him snap. The fact that he lost the title, or, you know, lost the match to Drew, that's bothering him. So they put him in snap mode. This looks like Paul Heyman all over. And when I mean snap mode, he wasn't making any facial expressions. He was standing there. He was acting. He was doing a good job. He beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio. I mean, dug his face into the in, into the steps. Now, mind you, it might not have been it, but it looked good. It looked really good. It looked believable. And if I can believe it, then that means the casual fan believes it. So this was a pretty good tag match. Not bad. Um, we have an Edge and Orton promo. I was looking forward to this. I actually didn't fall asleep on this roll, surprisingly. Uh, I kind of got through the paces. Um, 
this is basically the supper match for Backlash. Um, Orton wants a regular match. He wants a wrestling match. He basically says Edge cannot beat him, but, you know, he, he has to have weapons to beat him. Um, this was corny. I'm not even going to lie. Did I like the promo? I was okay with it. I didn't like Charlie coming in the middle and being like, at Backlash, it is Edge versus Randy Orton in a wrestling match. She tried to look serious, tried to look like it means something, but it looked very staged with her coming in the middle of those two. I did not like it. I hope they never do it again. I don't ever want to see that again. That looked very cartoonish and very unprofessional because they could have just done a stare down. Boom, cameras go off. You didn't need her to do that. They already said what they were going to do. Edge already had to look on his face like he accepted it. It made no sense whatsoever. A um, little bit of... And that's basically... That's raw. Yeah, I mean, that's it right there. A um, little tidbit that I wrote down here on my notes. Undertaker signs a long-term deal. He is going to be under contract with WWE until he's 70. That's a Bret Hart contract. <laughs> 70 years old. I hope he doesn't have a match at 70. I'm scared. He'll be like that Gypsy Joe guy. What <laughs> New Jack beat the crap out of. Um, so let's hope that doesn't happen. We know Vince likes to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on to the uh, old timers a little bit too long. Let's get the SmackDown. And oh, by the way, I watched NXT this week. So I did do a rundown of NXT. Anyway, SmackDown. Otis is in the ring with the Miz and Morrison. They're doing Miz TV. You know, this sets up for a tag team match later. Braun ends up joining Otis. Um, I guess maybe they're going to use Miz and Morrison to get Otis over. Um, I, I don't see him and Braun winning the tag titles together. I mean, stranger things have happened. But... I would have much rather, much rather seen, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'd rather see, but this, this wasn't, mm -mm. I wasn't digging it. Uh, it, it looked very staged, um, it looked like, it looked like a WCW setup to like a, a like mid-card match. It's, it's really hard to say. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just wasn't, it wasn't, I just didn't dig it. It didn't get over with me. It sounded very, like they were reading lines. So I'm not sure how this Otis thing is really going to go over. We will see. Uh, Intercontinental title match tournament. Okay. Elias versus Corbin. I was like, What? Like, whatever. Elias wins. SmackDown is not getting, my, it's it's really not, like, tickling my fancy. I, I have a hard time sitting through SmackDown, where when they first came to, to, to Fox, I was all over it. Now, granted, they had Legends there for the first couple weeks, but they had nothing to do with it. I was invested in the storylines. There's nothing going on on SmackDown. There really is not. I'm hoping they move AJ over there. I don't know what's going to happen. 
but I'm not really. Uh, SmackDown was very hard to very hard to watch. Um, Dana Brooke took on Naomi. Naomi is just like I don't know what happened to her. She was over. Now she's not. Uh, Dana Brooke got the win here. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, Charlotte Bailey and Sasha had a promo. Um, this is setting up for something good. This is the one thing on SmackDown that I think is really good. So, what I'm feeling here is Charlotte is trying basically to get Sasha to turn on Bailey. She's pointing out the stuff that, um, how should I say this? She's pointing out the stuff that Sasha, or Bailey's kind of like been hiding from Sasha, but they both know it's true, if that makes any sense. Um, I do see this becoming a triple threat match later on. So, this could be good. Uh, Charlotte and Becky are coming to blows, I'm assuming. Uh, this I think it's happening next week on SmackDown, actually. I would save this for a pay-per-view, but whatever. I guess rush it. I guess the end-all, be-all is going to be Sasha versus Bayley, and Charlotte's going to go back to NXT and feud with Rhea Ripley. This is just kind of like a caveat, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, Daniel Bryan took on Drew Gulak <clears throat> on the Intercontinental title match uh, tournament. Um, this was good. Very technically sound match. Uh, Drew's getting better each week. Um... Brian gets to win as he should. Uh, I hope we get Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke or AJ Styles in the finals of this tournament. That would be awesome. But the way that they have been pushing Jeff Hardy on TV, I would almost guarantee you that Jeff Hardy's winning this Intercontinental title. I don't know if it's against Shinsuke. I don't know if it's against Styles. Styles needs to win here. Because, I mean, you give him an Intercontinental title, he can roam and have good matches, and he doesn't need to cut a promo, and he doesn't need to be a major heel. He just needs to be AJ Styles. So, we'll see. Let's get moving here. Uh, Dolph and Sonya Deville cut, it a, cut a promo. They're obviously a team now. Um, cool. I guess. Um, Manny Rose and Otis, and this is going to give the rub for Otis. And what I mean by a rub is, this match is going to enhance, or try to enhance, um, him being over. Uh, get him over a little bit more. Do something for him. Make him meaningful. I'm still not, I'm not, I, I, like I said earlier, I'm not ready for Otis to be ready. He needs to take his time. He may be something later on, but not like, like not now. We had Braun versus, uh, Braun and Otis versus Miz and Morrison. Um, Braun and Otis got the win. Otis actually teased cashing in when Mandy Rose came down, kind of distracted Braun a little bit with her looks, kind of gave her that googly eyes, and Otis looked like he was getting ready to do something, and Braun turned around real quick. So you get the tease. I like that part of it. It's okay. Again, it shouldn't be Otis in that spot right now. You have to build new stars. Otis isn't the one to build. Yet. Not saying later on it can't be, but not now. Sometimes they go too fast on pushing people. And it's lip time. It's your halfway point on the lip. Alright, folks. So let's take a break. 
from doing, um, you know, reviews on shows. I hope everybody's doing okay. Please hit like and subscribe. Please subscribe. There's a ton of people who watch. Probably close to, I'd say, 30 to 40 people who combined watch on Spotify and everything, and they don't, they don't add that they're watching it. It helps me out. It helps me get views. It helps me. All you gotta do is log in to, to YouTube and just hit a button, ding, and you're subscribed. You never have to touch it again. It's that easy. So let's get into NXT. I have been doing my very, 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 very best to try to watch NXT, and I have succeeded. I have called up, and I missed some good stuff, and then I missed some really bad stuff. This week's show was actually good. I liked it. Riddle and Thatcher, I love that. That that whole, them breaking them up, because I'm assuming Pete Dunne can't come to the States, what I'm assuming, um, understandable due to the virus, There's a lot of guys that aren't working because of the virus, Sami Zayn being one, uh, that's why we have the Intercontinental title match, tournament, so, we had Riddle and Thatcher versus the Imperium, and the Imperium won the ta NXT tag team titles, very technically sound match, um, couple hiccups here and there, the finish was well done, um, I like the fact that Thatcher walked away. Now we get, now we got some 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 feuds running. That's what I feel like NXT is kind of not a hundred percent, but a little bit. They've been lackluster on really building that feud. They've got hot feud other than Choppa and Johnny Wrestling. Like it's just been, it's been oh there's Keith Lee and Don Dinkovich. There's this and there's Adam Cole and Velveteen. Okay, give me something else here, folks. I, we need, you need to keep these storylines in NXT rolling. Triple H and Sean's doing a good job, not saying they're not. We have new tag team champions, and I like these guys. I like to see where this goes. They match. They look like a tag team. They don't look like two guys have been thrown together. They're both from the United Kingdom. They both talk like that. That's a tag team, folks. They have a great finisher. That's a tag team, folks. Now, we had the Cruiserweight Tag Tournament. I did not write down the groups, okay? I don't know everybody that's in this. Um, I will get onto this next week. I'm going to talk about this a little bit. I like title tournaments. I think it means, it makes the belt mean something again. Because sometimes we get into this logic where the belt's a prop. For some guys, yes. Other guys need a title. Sorry, that's just how the, the, the world works. Tony Nese versus Jack Atlantis. I am not even going to lie. This is only like the second time I've seen this Jake guy. He is not bad. Uh, I do see he needs to work on his bumps a little bit. Uh, he's not very fluent. Um, and what I mean by that is it looks like he's anticipating the bump. And what I mean by anticipating the bump is, you know, it's coming and he already takes the bump before the move even gets there to him. So, a little work on that, little hiccups, but Tony Nese is amazing. I've been watching him since his days in Impact. He's a fantastic wrestler. Um, Swerve cuts an interview. I'm glad they finally did something with him. It was a pretty decent interview. Um, 
He got his points across. I love Isaiah Scott. Please, Triple H, give this guy a shot or let him go to the Indies and be Shane Strickland again because this is one of the guys that I really wanted to impact to get because this guy is so good in the ring. He can cut a promo and he's got a gimmick. Swerve City. Swerve means cool, I guess. That's what I get out of it. Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, they did announce, they did announce that they are bringing back In Your House. I am excited. That is so cool, man. Like, I was a big fan of In Your Houses when I was a kid. In fact, the second pay-per-view, and I don't know how I remember this, the second pay-per-view that I ever ordered at my parents' house, the first one was Starcade 97, the next one was The No Way Out right before WrestleMania 14. And I, I just remember, man, being like, oh, God, In Your House is so good. Like, And I'll tell you why I thought some of the In Your Houses were pretty good. Because they just, they did the feud, but the matches were really good on In Your House. Not in the early days, but around, if you go look at like the, like mid-96 to like 98, when they stopped doing In Your House, that, the, that year and a half right there had some really good stuff on it. Bulldog and Michaels, like, I mean, Diesel and Michaels, Michaels and, and uh, Mankind, uh, Bulldog and Brett. I mean, there was just... In Your House has had some good matches. A lot of good Razor Ramon matches in 95 came out of In Your House. Uh, a lot of Diesel matches from when he was the champion came out of In Your House. Um, you know, in, in Your House was... What was there, six, seven? Well, hold on. There was probably eight In Your Houses each year. So In Your House was a big deal. It was kind of crazy they got rid of it and went to name pay-per-views. But it's cool, I get it. Like, it's just very generic. Like, In Your House. But it's cool WWE's bringing back something of old. Um, I still want my King of the Ring tournament because <laughs> I like the King of the Ring. Uh, King of the Ring is actually uh, one of the things I'm going to do a top five on. Best King of the Ring matches. I'm a huge fan of King of the Ring. It was one of the one VHSs. The 93 King of the Ring with Hogan and um, Yoko and Brett wins. The, the Brett matches. That was the night that I feel like Bret Hart had something to prove. Anybody else feel like that? Because he knew he was getting a belt soon. But man, I felt like that was the coming out of Bret Hart officially. Like, yeah, Bret won a title before that for Flair and all that. Yeah, I get it. But that night right there had a different aura around it. The crowd was hot. I don't know. It, it was Bret Hart. Like, that was that was my Bret Hart that I liked. 93, 94, 95 Bret is so good. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, some people don't like Bret. Because of how he takes wrestling. He takes it a little bit too serious sometimes. However, his in-ring work, you can't deny it. Was Owen better? It's arguable. But, Brett is still, he was still really good in the ring. And man, he could sell his butt off. And sometimes selling means a lot more than your moveset. I tell that to a couple people that I know who are in the business. Sell, sell, sell. If you, you know, you, you gotta go buy a car before you drive it, well, that person's going to sell you that car. It's the same thing with wrestling. If that heel or that baby, or either one, the heel or the baby face, doesn't sell in a match, 
and literally just doesn't take the other guy's moves. I don't know, not to heart, but like, like don't, don't sell. Then it's not going to look good if the one guy is overselling for the other dude and the other dude's not selling for him. It's an off-balance match at that point. So we'll see where it goes. That was NXT this week. AEW. <laughs> they hit home run after home run after home run with this non-crowd stuff. Now, this week, they had a ton of people around. I'm going to go a little over my time this week. Sorry, didn't mean to be a full hour, but this is how it's going to roll, folks. Lance Archer just beat the crap out of some random guy. At the beginning of the show, he just comes running down. Jake's got the mic. He's laughing. By the way, Jake has been gold on the mic. I know he's hard to understand because of his past demons. His voice is taking a, a hit. But man, oh man, oh man, oh man. He cut a promo this week. Basically talking about Cody, uh, again, Cody hiding behind everybody. Caesar Cody. It's the, You get the gist of where he's going. I'm not going to repeat every single thing that he did or said. The thing I didn't like about this. Cody starts the truck up. Now, he's in a truck. They show him back. Like, he's, he's outside of the stadium. He's in an F1, F250, whatever it is. And he just runs into this little teeny barricade. And he runs it over. It looked... He wasn't even going that fast. Uh, did anybody else notice that? It looked really silly. It didn't look... It didn't look believable to me. It looked basically like he started a truck up and he went, I'm here. Hi. Well, how about run the shit over? I don't know. Run the seats over. Go... Th go th I mean, they own the place pretty much. Like, just demolish whatever you got in front of you. You can pay for it in a little bit. <laughs> you got money. TNT gives you money. It just looked, I don't know, man. It looked very staged. I did not like that part. It would have been better if Cody just, I don't know, came from the crowd or something like that. Or maybe drove the truck in, got out of the truck, then attacked Archer. Cool little, I don't know. But that, it just, I don't know. It looked very childish. I didn't like it. Uh, Cody and Archer just battled around the whole entire arena. That's basically what we got out of that. Enhances the match for Double or Nothing. Which now has Mike Tyson involved. Ah, oh, man. Like I said earlier, this is going to be a lot of publicity for AEW. Don't care how you look at it. Look at it any way you want to look at it. This is huge. Is it a big, big, big deal as it would have been in 98? No, because... I mean, everybody does know who Mike Tyson is. So I shouldn't say that. But the younger, younger crowd really don't care about that. Um... I didn't give two flying you-know-whats if Tyson Fury was in WWE at all. But that's Tyson Fury. This is Mike Tyson. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not taking anything away from Tyson Fury. I hear, I've hear i never seen a boxing match personally except for highlights when I figured out he was coming to WWE. I watched some stuff on him on YouTube. No, not digging the boxers being wrestlers. So I'm glad at least AEW did it as a match. Special Enforcer, they pulled the WWE card. Let's see where this goes. It's interesting, I will say that. Uh, Jurassic Express versus the Best Friends. Uh, pretty good tag match. Uh, this is building for Jurassic Express, I'm assuming against the Inner Circle, because Ray Phoenix come out and kicked Orange Cassidy at, towards the end of the match. Uh, the Best Friends got the win because of it. 
because it was a distraction. Ray Phoenix came out of nowhere, don't even know where he came from, side stage, or I'm not, he just flew through the air. <laughs> like, it was really cool and weird at the same time. Uh, so we're going to see where that goes. I don't see a feud between Warren Cassidy and Ray Phoenix. Nah, not happening. It's going to be a Lucha Bros, probably versus the Best Friends, versus the Jurassic Express, in a triple threat match at Double or Nothing. I don't know if that's been announced. That's just my opinion. Um, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. That didn't last. It was a squash. Jericho missed his, um, oh, what does he call his back elbow? Judas Effect. So he missed the Judas Effect completely. The guy sold it like a million bucks, but he missed him. It was very clear. The camera cut it. Uh, if he's going to do that move, I suggest that he really nails it because that can look like a devastating move. Uh, I was a fan of Masahiro Tanaka in um, ECW because of the rolling elbow. It looked devastating. Uh, this is just a backwards way of doing it. He's spinning a different way. It looks devastating if you can hit it right. Um, he cuts a promo, and this was towards... I've skipped around a little bit because I wanted to really touch on Birdie Lee, and I'll get into that at the end. Uh, basically, he just cut an interview. The Elite is still rolling while the world stopped. Um, we get that Chris Jericho promo, but they announced the stadium stampede, which is inside the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium. Cool idea. That's awesome in a way. I don't like the name. Sounds very generic. Stadium stampede. Sounds like um, a pay-per-view would you would create on 2K <laughs> if you ran out of names. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if you just called it the Stampede. We know it's in a stadium. We don't need to add that word to it. We'll see where that goes. It's the Inner Circle versus the Elite. Stadium Stampede. Double or nothing. Going to be awesome. Uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega versus the Inner Circle. This was just one of those enhanced a few tag matches. Um, Sammy comes out and gets twisted faded after he got ran over by the golf cart the week before. Um, Kenny and Matt get the win. Uh, baby faces get the win. We got to give Matt a little something here. Um, Matt gets a win under his belt. Good thing for him. Helps the character out a little bit. Kenny just come back recently. Young Bucks are due back next week. Um, the crazy take, the two, the two big things I took out of AEW this week, Brody Lee and the Daniels match. Brody Lee looked like he was not very, um, I don't know. I don't want to use the word happy to be there, but he didn't seem like he was very enthused. Like, he didn't seem like he was excited to be in the ring. He looked like he was going through the motions, and I don't want Brody to get called up hypnotized I guess like just looked over I have a feeling that's what's happening him and Moxley are going to have great matches I mean they've wrestled all the way back to the CZW days they might kill each other <laughs> so that's going to be fun to watch I don't want to see Brody get lost in a scuffle I don't really know where this Vince McMahon Brody Lee gimmick's going I know he's making fun of him I know he's making fun of WWE how long before that's going to get real boring? I think if they would have made Brody Lee the Luke Harper gimmick without being the dark, exalted one of the Dark Order, I think Luke just needs to be on his own. Brody, I'm sorry, I call him Luke sometimes. 
I think it would have been better. He doesn't need people. Brody is a guy that can work good matches by himself, and he doesn't need a crew to help him. I understand he's a heel, but Brody's a pretty tough and big guy, so he's pretty good. Um, sorry about that. Drop my pencil. Um, that was wrestling this week, folks. I mean, there's really nothing to take on. Jericho did destroy Vanguard. That happened at the end of the show. Um, that's just the, the to really fuel the fire between Matt Hardy and, and, and Chris Jericho. So that was AEW this week. I'm at 52 minutes. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me every week in this crazy world we live in, in a society where some people aren't listening and some people are, you know, taking this very seriously. Um, let's pray that no wrestlers die from this virus. Um, I don't want to be the one that told, said I told you so, but I told you so. I knew that this was going to go longer than I expected for wrestling. Uh, Florida does look like that wrestling's going to be a hotbed in Florida for quite a many months. However, if those cases spike there or, or, or stay at, like, don't go up, don't decline, and don't go up, we should be okay. If they, I mean, if they decline, we'll be fine. But if there's a spike in cases in the next what, we're not going to know for the next week or two because people aren't going to start getting sick because some people don't show symptoms for three or five days from this. You have asymptomatic people. This is going to be a long haul, folks. So let's pray for wrestling that Florida does not shut down again. It doesn't look good. That's just my opinion. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, hit like and subscribe to Turnbuckle Takeover. And I did say there is going to be changes. There is a lot of changes coming. I'm going to have an opening video. I'm going to have music. I am going to have video on the side of my face to talk about what I'm talking about eventually. Um, I have the technology. I have the computer. I have everything I need to make this show legit and better. Um, good luck to all the podcasters out there. I hope people are getting views. I hope some people are making money on YouTube. This has been Turnbuckle Takeover, episode 13. Next week is episode 14. But when episode 20 happens, I've got something huge in the books that's coming up. I am going to have a live watch-along show. You're going to be able to call me. You're going to be able to... And you just got to call my cell phone. All I got to do is hit the button, and you're on the turnbuckle takeover. That's what we're going to do very soon. I'm looking at better ways to improve everything. Thank you for watching. Thank you for, for all the support that you folks have gave me. I really do appreciate it 110%. Um, eventually, there will be Turnbuckle Takeover shirts. I am looking into it right now. Uh, there will be Turnbuckle Takeover hats eventually. That is a guarantee. I know that for a fact. Shirts, I'm looking into some distributors. I actually did some a couple days ago. I looked at some. Uh, i got to find a really good printing company. I've seen a few. Some of them look cheap. Thank you very much for watching Turnbuckle Takeover. I love you guys. I will see you next week.